Welcome to another edition of Solar Speaks. I'm Managing Editor Kathy Zitt. Today I'm speaking with Ray Cubis in light of his recent appointment to Gretentials Board of Directors. Ray is a storage industry veteran with 35 years of experience in the industrial and automotive sectors of the battery industry. So we're very excited to have him here today to share some of his expertise with us. Thank you for being here, Ray. Happy to be here, Kathy. So, Ray, our audience, as I explained, is is mostly solar contractors. And so we've been doing a lot of articles on how they can succeed beyond 2017, especially if the ITC isn't renewed. So do you think that storage is going to be a crucial part of the success? And if so, how? Well, I do believe in this second wave, as I think about it, of renewable energy, storage is going to be a critical component. We all understand the first wave was the generation capability and the notable improvements in costs and performance of the solar collectors. But candidly now, as the industry is maturing, it's become ever more evident. It doesn't matter if you're a a California public opinion leader or a German public opinion leader, that storage has to be integrated for an effective solution for the wider grid and for practical savings at the local level. Yes, I do believe it's going to be. And I think my view of it, it is more principally in that four-hour storage window of energy where it's a sweet spot for batteries to be integrated with the solar collectors on a distributed power basis. Wonderful. So what do you think most installers level of technical know-how of solar storage is and what do they need to do to maybe improve it? Certainly it's maturing and variable by areas that is the understanding but I think if you step back with batteries I think most people think about batteries in the sense of how we historically thought about batteries and that was five second power starting your car or four to eight hour power of supporting a forklift truck or supporting a golf cart, something like that. Well, the applications evolving for renewable clearly are somewhere in between in the sense that power is needed at a higher level to support usage in the home or small business or where applied, but additionally to be able to accept charges and sustain the storage for a period of time. We all understand when the solar generation is at its peak, yet consumption of energy is three to four hours after that peak collection period when everybody comes home from work and turns on all the appliances and it tunes up the air conditioning or heat as appropriate. So the understanding will improve and it needs to come both from the battery industry and from the solar industry. And I think that effective teamwork, although progressing, needs further steps because what we see is a slower uptake than might be helpful for whether it's addressing the uh, legislative opportunity, I would call it, in California or in other countries in the world. So I think the knowledge will have to come up, but I think historically people thought about it more as they used batteries in the past in those more familiar applications. Right, that definitely makes sense. Do you think some of that burden is on the solar contractor as well to try to maybe seek some training sessions and learn that way? I believe that those that lead 
in the effective install or in the effective rollout in regions, they can call on the half a dozen leading battery companies here in the U.S. or elsewhere that can readily provide without trying to make scientists and advanced electrochemical engineers out of any of us, they can do within an hour a reasonable job of bringing people up to speed on the simple issues that need to be addressed. Sure, sometimes in optimizing more complex designs, you, you certainly need a higher level of understanding, but for the basic programs, they can be addressed. And as I said, here in the U.S., there's a half a dozen that make high-quality products. These companies all have local representatives that are reasonably well-trained to help installers, so reach out to them. Great. Yeah, manufacturers can definitely be a good resource. Ray, do you have any insight on what utilities might think of solar storage? Well, utilities bring a unique approach to this, and some are favorable and supporting, and some are more, I'd call, followers in the program. I find the biases there a little less positive than they could be today in a couple ways. First, there's almost that insistence that we need a 25-year solution. Well, product life cycles aren't 25 years now, but mentally that's where their thinking often begins. Not everywhere, but in many cases. And secondly, some of the advanced engineers there, though they're quite familiar with advanced lead or other batteries, there's a certain bias to the, the very newest technologies even if their cost or other safety issues might be a challenge, and that's some of the lithium-based systems. Though a great potential in those products down the road, some of those right now, I would say, are not ready for prime time, but are maturing and are improving. I find the utility contribution mixed. You know, in parts of California, parts of the southeast U.S., you see very supportive program. I find at the storage level, kind of mixed in support thus far. Do you think there's any specific way the solar industry can try to change that bias? I think some of it starts at the, if you will, regulatory level. And you can see this kind of situation play out in the countries where the renewable rollout's been the most aggressive, like in Germany. To a degree, the utilities have been holding back because of the disruption the renewables contribution makes to their network. So we as an industry or parts of our industries help the utilities. I guess it's demonstrating successful projects. Definitely. So another part of it too, I'm sure, is it it seems like adding solar storage to each project is kind of like a science experiment. It's a custom approach for each project. Do you find that's true? It does not have to be that way. I think there have been some good initiatives to really standardize products, yet in systems, yes, there's going to be variability in the size, but like we've seen in so many industries, standard platforms that are then scalable in a standard way where it's a two kilowatt hour system that can quickly become an eight kilowatt hour system by four exact same platforms and battery packs, if you will, enable a much simpler business platform for solar contractors and others to apply. If I can use the word ubiquitous, there are two or three kind of standard platform batteries out there that 
uniquely help, I believe, in simplifying designs. And these include what candidly emerged from classic golf cart sizes, physically and dimension, even if the actual designs themselves are variable inside to adapt to the application we talk about here. So I think, yes, to some degree they are variable, and yes, there's some engineering involved in the more complicated solutions, but I think for the success of the industry, and especially if you think about small businesses and homes, standard building blocks, whether it's two kilowatt hours up to 10 kilowatt hours of storage integrated with the appropriate complementary components, I think is the right way to keep this as simple as possible for installers and consumers. Because as you think about adapting, maintenance, and all the kinds of issues that happen with any system, that also helps with the down-the-road costs to be managed effectively. So I think we as an industry can do a better job of standardizing, and I think that'll help on both sides. Absolutely. That's a good point you make with the cost, too, simpler and more cost-effective. Let's switch gears for a moment for our last question here. I know that part of the reason you were brought on was to help scale up Gretential's silicon dual platform. So as I understand, Gretential has developed a technology for lead-acid batteries that use a silicon substrate. So as I understand, Gretential is not a battery manufacturer, but is looking to share this technology with manufacturers. So can you tell us more about that and what it could mean for solar storage and solar contractors? Sure. First, the origins of Gretential really are folks from the semiconductor and solar industries and solar processing, silicon platform manufacturing, which certainly is integral to the solar business as we knew it from the pure generation standpoint. What these folks have done and what attracted me to them is they've adapted and built on a high-scale platform for the silicon substrates from a sister industry that is very mature and matched it with the potential of advanced lead batteries as we knew them today, conceptually to make them either two to possibly three times as capable as the products we know today. And the approach, although it's a It's a startup in California, and we think it's got some extremely bright people working on the right issues in integrating what's called this bipolar construction to make these products much more efficient. The approach that you infer, which is on the licensing side, is partly from a consideration that people talk about gigafactories or large factories to meet an emerging market that could be quickly much, much larger than the energy storage markets we knew today or battery markets we knew today. So the concept was not trying to suddenly spend $100 million or $200 million to build factory A or B. The process that was developed by the colleagues at Gretential was that you could preserve and utilize, let's say, two-thirds of the existing hundreds of factories across the world that make advanced lead batteries or batteries for cars and forklift trucks and other applications without starting all over. Yes, there's a couple parts of the process that have to change. And yes, you'd need to integrate from the silicon side components with the lead-based factories. But conceptually, it was a faster ramp to large scale that led to 
the approach of licensing the technology rather than try to take one of those approaches which is we'll build it and they will come. In other words, to work with the existing companies out there and that seemed like a much more appealing process for success in a reasonable period of time to get products of high performance in large numbers to the market. Great. And what does that timeline look like? Where do you say you are in the process? The company has progressed to provide samples built with key participants so far that have been evaluating the the technology, that is battery manufacturers and assemblers. And the timeline that we see today is that first products to market that what I call commercial products, not the alpha and beta products that validate it, but are likely to be later 2016 and early 2017. Now, we'll see if that either gets pulled forward or delayed, but the potential is sufficient that a number of folks are working closely with us, including leading battery manufacturers, and we've got a pretty focused team to assure that can happen. Great. Well, that's very exciting. We look forward to hearing more about that. And Ray, it's been really a pleasure speaking with you. I really appreciate all your insight. Thank you so much for being here. Best to you for the holidays and talk again soon. This has been another edition of Solar Speaks. Thanks for listening and please tune in next time. Mm -hmm.